0: Hello everyone and welcome to Coffee Time. I'm back with the one and only Hillary Ravick.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Our campus pastor at Fondren.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so um, that's word of life. Fondren. W L
1: F. Wolf. Wolf, Wolf. Wolf Pat Wolf Howl. Howl. It's a whole
0: thing. It's yeah.
1: You you guys <laughs> gotta come. You gotta come. Go. Yeah, go. check it out. That's right. Yeah. A yeah.
0: little plug. Fun times. Uh, so, but, but out of that, what I want to do in this episode is talk about five things I'm working on in my leadership right now.
1: Fantastic. I'm the, sure the, I it's not that. like
0: 21 things a leader must do or that kind of thing. I have, you know, there, it changes for me all the time, but these are five things I'm working on right now in my leadership. Number one, keep an irrigated imagination. Hmm. An irrigated imagination. This thought hit me. We've had a drought this year in Mississippi. Sure did. And uh, you know, out of that, it it never rained, like ever. Ever. And things started to die.
1: I Houses have... were shifting. It was, <laughs> it was a whole thing. It was a whole, foundation whole, issues. Yeah,
0: whole thing. Uh, so out of that, I think so many times as a leader, things irritate our imagination. Mm-hmm. I have to keep an irrigated imagination. I have to water it because that's where things grow. A leader lives in what's coming next. So as a leader, I'm constantly fighting for a vision that is not my reality. I want to take something to where it's not. And if a, if a leader can't see the next thing, he or she is not fit to be the leader anymore. Because if I can't see the next thing, how can I take you to it? And a leader is always saying, follow me here. If I'm not taking you anywhere, I'm not leading anything. Right. Well, to, to, to know where that here is, I have to see it. Mm-hmm. And and so I have to see what's next. What's next for a campus? What's next for this staff member? What's what's next for the organization? Where are we going next? What What needs to be done? How are we going to get there? Mm-hmm. And so with all of those things, the only way to have an irrigated imagination is to, to pull away often and water it. I, I need rest. I need to be around places and people and things that show me the future and breathe life into me. Um, you know, I, I need to go to peaceful places. Yes. I need to go to, to things that inspire me. I need to pull away from the irritations and get over into the irrigations yes. <laughs> and that type of yes. thing. But I have to constantly lead with an, and I think that this is is a key, with an enthusiastic approach for the next thing. And that's what I mean by an irrigated imagination. You don't just see what is next. You're excited about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, you're inspired.
0: Yeah, and and so, because you, you've got to lead these people there. Mm-hmm. And if you see what's next, but you're not excited about it, uh, like... <laughs> Follow it, me, guys. Yeah, it turns into command and control. But if you can see what's next and lead with energy over it, it, it moves people towards a compelling future. And it moves people towards a compelling thing. And all the time in leadership, that's what you're fighting for. You're fighting for people being able to see something that they believe in. And as a leader, they're, they're making a decision if they're believing in you, but they're also making a decision in believing in where are you taking us and, and to be able to constantly show them of here's where we're going, here's what we're building, here's what you're a part of. And to be able to see that, but to lead with that enthusiasm cannot happen without an irrigated imagination. And I think so many people Uh, spend more time on the the, the people and the projects than they do their heart. And as a leader, you have to spend more time on your heart and that imagination, watering it, keeping it alive, keep it growing things, because that helps you lead the projects and the people. But if you're getting irritated with the projects and the people, and and that's just draining all the water from your, your heart, you'll lead from a very bad place.
1: From a dry place.
0: <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and and lead with fear or lead with anxiety or lead with, with fixing the present mm-hmm. versus taking something towards a compelling future. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that that's a big thing that every leader needs to focus on is constantly keeping an irrigated imagination.
1: I, I love this point. Uh, I'm a creative by nature. I'm a big idea gal. I love vision. I think one of the reasons... I love this ministry is because you are so good at casting vision. Um, and I'm like the hype girl. I'm like, yeah, let's run with it. Uh, but I've definitely noticed those seasons where I didn't have enough heads up time, enough time yes. to like look out and cultivate um, what's next, whether it's for me or for the campus or for my team. And it hurt. Yeah. It hurt way more than it helped. And, you know, we kind of think, oh, but I need to spend this time doing the tasks. Yes. And we... Uh, neglect the fact that this is a, this is a task. It's a big, big task and it's so crucial to what we do. Uh, and yeah, I learned that from you too, like learned how to take time away and how to do the things that inspire you. Yes. And, um, yeah, because the
0: tasks for them to be done right have to be productive, and the difference between productivity and work is work. When it's done, it's done. When it's productive, it moved you forward. Mm-hmm. or forward? Where to the thing you saw mm-hmm. with your irrigated imagination? That
1: whole growth, survival, yes, thing tug of war there, and yes. you don't want to be stuck and trying to survive. Yes. You want to grow.
0: Yes. Yeah. So questions that I'll I'll, I'll pull away often. Um, I'll get away, do retreats for myself. Um, you know, go to uh, the mountains or go to a peaceful place in my neighborhood. Um, I'll I'll go to a buddy of mine. He's got um, a little place. I'll go out there and just sit by a lake, Um, you know, whatever it takes. But I want to go and I want to ask myself these questions. What am I excited about in the organization right now? What am I excited about? Do my people know that? Do they know I'm excited about it? Uh, What's next? Do I know what's, do they know what's next? Mm -hmm. Do they know where we're going? Do they, do they know what we're striving towards? Um, You know, all those types of questions. And, but those would, I'd say would be the two primary ones Mm -hmm. is what am I excited about? What's next? And do they know it? Um, and you, if you lead from that place of you're excited about it and it's it's exciting to you, it'll be exciting to them. And you lead with that compelling vision. But you've got to keep an irrigated imagination, especially during the tough times uh, when there is no natural rain uh, that is watering. It's like, we've got to turn the sprinklers on. No, we can't wait for this to fall from the heavens. Like David, we've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Here's where we're going, people. You know, that kind of thing. But it is it is crucial. You've got, to lead from a place of excitement. I heard somebody say this years ago, but it's always stuck with me. And I think you you do this very well in your leadership. But the world moves for the enthusiastic. And there's a lot of truth to that. Like when you're enthusiastic the world moves and, and just be enthusiastic. And, and, and by that, it's not altering your personality, but it's just saying like what I have in my heart, I'm genuinely excited about. And if I'm not excited about it, something's wrong with my leadership and it has to be modified quickly.
1: Yeah. And, and note that enthusiasm doesn't necessarily mean like pom poms and screaming and like, Hype team meetings. Yes. It's it's passion.
0: Bring in your hype, people. Yeah,
1: let <laughs> let let your woos woo. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, continue with that thought mode though, of lead with your style and yeah. lead with your passion. Definitely. Which we have two different energies when it comes to that. Do we?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, i i'm very like i'm the girl who wants to throw the confetti like yes. if i could walk around with confetti cannons i'm
0: just, the guy who's like why is confetti still falling while i'm preaching from a christmas production a year ago
1: and i think that's hilarious <laughs> like, i'm like it's christmas magic it, it's with us everywhere we go.
0: every single week yeah
1: but if that's i try right. to encourage people in a way that's not authentic to me yes they can sniff it they yes. can smell it out and It's fake. And no one wants to be part of something that's fake. because exactly. It it seems like time wasted. It's disingenuous or anything like that. So don't feel like you have to be like, woo, Uh, if that's not you, if the best way for you to cast vision is to just have those one-on-one conversations and be like, this is what I see. Yes. Do that.
0: Because as a leader, you cannot delegate uh, vision. Mm. Uh, You've got to know where you're going and you cannot delegate the creativity that it takes to get from where I am to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, I've got to constantly lead with that of the vision, but also here's how we're going to do it. Um, because people want to know what's our next steps towards that. And then I want to take the work in that direction, but I won't get that without uh imagination, like from that place, that fruit of where and how begin to, to just naturally kind of come. Have
1: you ever had to champion or, um, yeah, I guess champion a vision that maybe you didn't align with? Like something that you had to be enthusiastic about that maybe wasn't...
0: Yeah, you know, well, I really think right. all the time, like, you, you know, there have been times in leadership where like you're going to go find like a, a, a new outfit and you try it on and then you try it on and it's like, this does not fit. And you it looked great, you know, on the... the <laughs> on right, the hanger, uh, on and the
1: And on that line. kind
0: of thing, but it just... So I'll, I'll do that. And I, I think like um, you've seen that with... Um, The nights we used to do, where it was like serve nights. What what, what do we even call those? The
1: collective.
0: The collective. (laughs) and that was an idea that we got from another church that's like okay we have vision for it and train up leaders and get specialized recruitment you know i was training communicators other people were training in photography or like all these other types of things but we saw i couldn't lead that with enthusiasm Mm -hmm. i wasn't excited about it I, i didn't like really enjoy the process it wasn't something that i looked forward to it turned into more of a task And I think when you find those things, and that's something regularly I do in my leadership, is I kill more than I create. Um, of i'm a big believer in john 15 that before i expect a fruit to or a vine to produce more fruit i need to take out the vine that's taking the energy from the vine mm-hmm. that needs to produce fruit yeah. um, and and you know I, I think we do too much oftentimes as leaders that sometimes the things that are robbing our enthusiasm we need to kill those things mm-hmm. to free up the creativity the life and the energy
1: Resources, and the everything. to
0: take the thing that i really am excited about yeah. and i really do see a future for. Mm-hmm. So no, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Sometimes you got to kill it.
1: Yeah. Sometimes. But as someone who's been like when you're on a staff or on a team and sometimes your senior leadership will come at, not you, of course, <laughs> but, you. but say there's like a when I was in the creative department and there was a sermon series and we all contributed ideas right. and we ended up going with someone else's idea. Yeah. Um, having to like be excited about the other person's idea and not mine. Cause obviously I thought mine sure. was just the one. Yes. Um, knowing the the real why behind the idea yes. is what keeps you motivated, keeps you excited. That's Cause right. sometimes it's hard to do that when you're like, Pfft. This would have been better if we had done. Da, 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 da. That's so. That's a, you're you're the vine that's going to get cut yes. <laughs> if you do that all the time. But remembering that the sermon series is to bring life to new people, it's to bring um, to to make people better. And yes. if we're going to show it with blue and purple lighting versus red and green, I can get behind that because ultimately that is the goal. That is the vision, and yes. I can't be excited about that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Now I like it. I like it. So that's the, the first thing is we want to keep an irrigated imagination. That's what I'm working on. Second thing I'm working on is practicing personal growth. I, I heard this guy who's talking about Warren Buffett and, you know, his pattern for investing. And he was like, everyone mimics his plateau. No one mimics his rise. Mm-hmm. And so you see Warren Buffett and it's like, I want what Warren Buffett has. And so you model the work ethic he has now on his plateau and not the workout he had when he was on or or not the work ethic he had on his rise. Mm. And so we see people at where they are. And the problem is with success is it does create a lot of bad habits is you stop doing a lot of the things that you, you did to get you there. But where you're at is in such a good place. You don't have to do them anymore. And in our, in my own life, I've seen that, that like, now I've, I've pastored now for 21 years. Uh, We've got an organization that's like in a good, healthy place. And I begin to see like, in some of those areas where I was driven in my younger years that kind of took us here, I've slacked off a lot and people would, would maybe even look at like what I'm doing now and like, no, but that's not what got us here. There was a lot of things that that I saw I have to go back to, Mm -hmm. and I can't afford to get lazy. I don't need to get lazy spiritually. I don't need to get lazy mentally. I don't need to get lazy physically. Why did I ever stop calling first-time visitors? Mm -hmm. Why did I ever stop writing them? Why did I ever stop like being aggressive with some of these things and getting feedback from people who attended the church and be like, "What'd you think? Tell me. I want to know what you what did you think? What'd you get out of that?" Like, when when we were you know in a place where it seemed like more people were staying away than ever wanted to come, there was that that model of like strong personal growth because you had to. Yeah. It was change or die, <laughs> uh, and then that kind of thing. Uh, so it's like pulling out all the stops. Uh, But I'm at that place now where I feel like I'm I'm hungrier than I've been in a long time. But it 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 takes that of like really looking at um, where I'm at in that that level. And, you know, John Maxwell and his five levels of leadership kind of talked about that. And it's a really great teaching in that sense you have the, the first level of leadership, of position, of follow me because I'm the leader and you're supposed do to say. do what I say or else, yeah. you know, leading with position. Uh, the next level is um, personality, basically, of like, follow me because you like me.
1: Because uh, I'm yeah, good.
0: Yeah, I'm right. yeah. You know, you, and you see that with people who have woo and like <laughs> that kind of thing of like, I just really like them. And that's such a better level of leadership than position of like, no, like, I really, really like this person. But there's a, a level that's above personality, and that's production. Uh, is you're able to produce something. And the reason why that's higher is people will only follow personality for a while. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, if this is not taking us anywhere if we're not hitting like where we are i stop i stop believing the hype mm-hmm. and so it's got to turn into something that is producing and so yeah. that that level of production is a higher level than that because i've seen people follow people who like they didn't have that great of a personality but the organization was winning to yeah. such a, a degree that like they're in it to You're win like it like something's working yeah here. be a yeah. part of the winning organization um the next level is people development is not only in now my following a producer, but I'm following a producer who can help me produce. Mm-hmm. And so, like out of that, um, they're helping me. They're they're putting these things over into my life. And now, because of what they're putting into me, not only are we winning, but I'm winning. Yeah. And and so they're helping me live in my life. And I'm a part of a winning organization, which is strong. But then the, the last level, he calls it personhood. It, it'd be it would basically be the Jesus-like level of leadership. Uh, but but people follow me because they look at me and it's like, I want that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want what they're producing. I want how they're helping people. I, I want however they're doing family. I want however they're handling money. I want whatever they're walking in to walk in that kind of peace or that kind of joy. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, I think we all ought to be striving to that place of, like what Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, of like, I'm on this pursuit uh, in going towards, towards Christ, but but I'm modeling something in a way that if you followed it, would take you to him mm-hmm. and would take you into the, the person that he's called you to be. And so I think as leaders, we have to ask that question of like, would I want my followers to follow me? Mm-hmm. Um, and if they did, where would that take them? Um, And to make sure that like, I'm really investing in my personal growth.
1: Yeah. I think personal growth takes just such extreme humility because you have to do the hard work. You have to really dig in and see where all the areas that I am just not great. (laughs) And let's be honest, let's be real about it. Like, am I snippy towards people? Am I too sassy? Am I rude? Am I actually, you know, not producing when i say i could produce it's my issue follow through yeah. and and find the areas and the ways that you you can grow so you can become that person you can grow in your personhood yes yeah but it's hard yeah it's not cute it's not fun <laughs> You know, we like to think rose-colored glasses, everyone's doing fantastic, but, you know, you owe it not just to yourself, but to those around you and those that have been entrusted to your care.
0: That's right. Now, you know, the Bible teaches us that if you smite the shepherd, you scatter the sheep. Mm -hmm. And so if the enemy can hit the shepherd, he's affected the whole sheep. But the same is true. If the leader rises, everyone else will too. If the leader rises, the whole church will rise. If the the leader rises, the whole business will rise. If the, the leader in the family rises, the whole family will rise. And so as a leader, when you make that investment in yourself, you're not just investing in yourself, you're making an investment in the whole organization. And that investment in you that's taking you higher is actually going to be a thing that takes the whole organization higher too.
1: That's it. We're going higher. We're going higher. Amen. Yes. I like that. I like it. (laughs) All right.
0: We'll cover the next three in another episode. Love you all. We'll see you next time.